what's up you guys i'm hope you're ready to tune in for the very last book that i was able to get to for our juneteenth theme reading list for the month of june entitled the tears we cannot stop a sermon to white america by michael eric dyson now as the usual i'll go ahead and give you a brief synopsis um, of this book first of all i didn't really know what to expect when i picked it up um, it was given to me and I know my husband's like, you know, you should read some of his books. It's really good. And um, someone actually was like, oh, you can have this one. I'm like, cool. So um, that's how I even was able to get the book. She hadn't read it, but, you know, she went ahead and passed it on to me. And I thank her for that. Now, when I read it and read the synopsis, I'm like, okay. What have I got myself into? I, don't, I really don't know what to expect. And even though from the title, you know, saying it's a sermon, it would lead you to believe it's a religious um, book when in fact it's not. But what he's what Michael Eric Dyson is doing is setting out to have a real conversation with white America specifically. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people may not agree with his methods or how he chooses to speak or communicate or his ideas. But even for me, although the book wasn't um, necessarily specific to me as far as uh, who his uh, targeted audience was, I believe that everybody can benefit from reading this book because, again, it's asking for white America to Stop thinking of things from their perspective. There's that word again, perspective. <laughs> and to look at life from the perspective of being black. And we all know that's a major difference. So that's what happens when you read this book. It gives you an opportunity, even as a black person, to realize um, how sometimes we think of things from the perspective of being in a white world versus just looking at it from our own personal perspective. It's unfortunate that we have this um, discrepancy be- between the perspectives, but it's important for you to realize that it, that it does exist and what we can do to change it. Now, several things spoke to my soul while I was reading this book. And if you haven't had an opportunity to read my written review, I mentioned some things, uh, three things specifically. So we'll go with the first one. The first one is like, I thought it was kind of dope that he was paying homage to some of our musical greats from my time period that I listened to and still continue to listen to of how they are not only just creating music, but they are, they have a message within their music. And sometimes, you know, that's lost in music, but I think there's still hope, (coughs) hip hop. But uh, um, they take the opportunity to speak to their audience, to speak to their fan base and to others and get them to think. And I think that's an awesome thing that he did. Not only did he pay homage to those musical uh, greats, you'll have to go to the... um, official review to see all of them that I list but I 
love the fact that this book was dedicated to Beyonce, Solange, and their mother, Tina. I thought that was kind of cool or whatnot. I had no idea that um, that, that was the case, but I thought that was kind of cool. And in the end, you know, when he speaks of these musical greats, he says that they are the griots of our time. And I agree with that. And I never took the opportunity to look at them from, you know, from that perspective or that that's who they were in today's world. But it led me to ask myself, man, am I a griot too? I don't know. Time will tell. Hopefully uh, my legacy will prove that to be true. I don't know. We'll see. Um, And then the next uh, thing that spoke to my soul was how just because you're black doesn't mean that you understand every aspect of how or the different levels and severities of racism in America. Myself, I've never had to deal with blatant out and out 100% racism. And I'm thankful for that. Um, And that determines how we continue to interact when different things happen, when when situations present themselves that maybe I wasn't personally involved with the situation, but as an outsider looking in, I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't, I mean, I get what you're saying. I can see how it could be, but I wasn't. But perhaps if that had happened to me and I experienced it, maybe my response would be different. And that's really important because earlier this year I was presented with that very same issue in regards to the book list if you follow the YouTube uh, channel um, I mentioned this um, or even if you follow the page back in March we had an issue with uh, one of the authors and it was presented to me that she was a racist and I didn't I didn't agree I'm like I can't believe this is the case because I had some a personal connection to the uh, to the particular author, but um, it put me in a position where I'm like, okay, well, I'll leave it up to group, let them decide, and then I'm like, well, I can use this as a teaching opportunity. Of course, you know, I'm all about growth and you know, learning from experiences, and you know, I've asked both authors that were involved in this situation to do an interview with me so that we can present it to the public of what happens in the, you know, behind the scenes in the writing community and hopefully grow from the situation. While the um, author for March did participate in the interview, the second author declined and I couldn't understand why. But after reading this book, I get it and I owe her an apology because I was too busy looking at it from the situation from my perspective to not understand it wasn't about how I felt about the situation. It was about the person who was in the situation, felt about the situation. And while it may have made sense to me, the explanation of why um, this was said or this was done or whatever else, it wasn't about me. It was about the person who went through the situation. And if, in fact, those remarks that were made came off as racist. Even if I saw that it could be a racist comment through ignorance of the black perspective, I should have acknowledged that. And I didn't. 
and I'm going to do better. And I thank Michael Eric Dyson for giving me the opportunity to do better, to expose to me where I can improve in my personal life, in my interactions with people. And um, so it's just that, unfortunately, we've become accustomed to excusing behaviors, you know, and it's either for, you know, people who just automatically refuse to acknowledge, you know, what could be considered racist or not, or those who are ignorant of it. After reading this book, the refusal and both the ignorance of it are both unacceptable. So that's something that we all need to work on. Understanding that, okay, it you let me explain to you why this is the case so that in the future it doesn't happen again. And like I said, I owe the other author um, an apology because I chose not to understand why she felt the way she felt. I should have never I shouldn't have ignored her feelings on the situation because she was the one who was affected. Um, now, the question is, would I have done things differently? Probably not. And you want to know why? Because change doesn't happen overnight. So I'm not going to say that miraculously after reading this book, I absolutely will definitely, most definitely never do this again. I can't say that. But what I can say is I've learned from this situation in more than one ways and will do my best to remain committed to being a better version of me because we need to be better versions of ourselves every day. Um, So enough on that one. (laughs) But the very last point that spoke to my soul is the importance of telling our story from our perspective. Even the well-intentioned, you know, persons that support, you know, telling our true history, our true stories, or even our current stories, they don't get it because they're not one of us. <laughs> um, so it's important that we do our best to tell our own stories. And for me, my story is to tell you guys what speaks to my soul on every level possible when I read, because that's part of my story. What I take from reading is very important to me to do so. It's very important for me to be able to share my perspective so that if someone else didn't have that very same perspective, that perhaps they needed it. Or maybe mine can be a little off base and you can share yours with me and we both can grow together. That's the whole point of this book club, to have growth and to say what speaks to you and share it with others. That's my ultimate goal here with you guys. So, um... I would say out of all the books that I read for Juneteenth, this one touched me the most because it helped me directly see how I can improve on being a better person and to not belittle anyone else's feelings. If they're offended, allow them to be offended and allow them to go through their course, how they see fit and Don't always take the neutral um, stand on things. Sometimes it is not um, beneficial to any of the parties involved. 
So um, at the end of the day, I have another challenge for you guys. (laughs) My challenge is for you to view things outside of your own perspective sometimes. It might make a difference in your life. But that wraps up this episode. The final um, read that I was able to get to for the month of June uh, was one of my post personal growth reads. So um, look forward to that one. That'll be posting probably in the next day or two. And um, it's entitled, uh, let me get it right because I don't want to tell you wrong. Um, Let's see here. It's entitled Influence the Psychology of Persuasion by Robert B. Caldini. So look forward to hearing that in the next few days. As always, happy listening and I'll catch you next time.